historic moment. Raptors win. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 10 of the DNVR Raptors podcast. I'm Colin Strickler. I hope you all had a great week. This will come out on a Friday. Hope you stayed warm and dry. It's been really cold and snowy here, and I think that's that's in the radar. Uh, it's in the forecast for this weekend, too, unfortunately. So um, hope you guys are staying warm, staying dry. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for bearing with me on kind of a weird week. I know content's been a little slow getting out. This is a super backloaded week, but we're getting the stuff out. This will be the third show, so we're getting you guys the content you deserve and the content that's been promised to you. So next week will be better, I promise. Um, hopefully the weather and the scheduling and all that cooperates. But um, I did want to take uh, one episode this week to make sure I continue to answer you guys' questions that have been coming in. Um, I've enjoyed looking at them. Uh, keep sending them in. Send them on Twitter at DNVR underscore Raptors, at Colt Strickler. I have access to both those accounts, so keep sending those in, and I, I'll keep answering them. Uh, before we jump into all those, I just want to remind everyone to go on to thednvr.com, check out some of the written stuff we've been pumping out this week, check out the podcast we've put out this week. I think we had a really good one with Michael Stewart on Wednesday, uh, Thursday, and then, again, check out the show with Kalepi that we did. should also come out today on Friday, so... I uh, enjoyed talking to both those guys. I hope you guys enjoy learning a little bit about them. They're interesting, interesting guys, and I hope that uh, hope you guys have enjoyed it so far. Um, I hope you guys like those kind of little player profile interviews we've been doing. Obviously, once the matches start um, tomorrow, it'll uh, get into a little more, a lot more game strategy, game recap, game preview type stuff. But we'll still be doing those interviews as well because I think people like them. And obviously tie into into the whatever's happening around the club into those little personal interviews. So I've enjoyed doing them. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to them. And yeah, um, I think the best way to gear up for this weekend's match against the Sabercats is make sure you go and read uh, my game preview that I put out. It should be out at the same time as this show. Listen to especially the first episode of the week with Michael Stewart. Um, I know I broke down a little bit of the match, talked a little bit about the Raptors' newest addition, Rainy Ranger. Um, that'll be the best way to get get everything you need to know for this match this weekend. Should be a fun one. I'm enjoy I'm ready for rugby to start. I know I mentioned that a few times, but I'm going to keep saying it. I missed it. I've been looking forward to it since the season ended last year. I think this will be a fun year, um, and I'm excited to see what the Raptors do. And as always, we'll be keeping you in the loop on the DMVR.com. Follow us on Twitter. We will be keeping you in the loop on all things rugby, all things MLR. Since I'll keep my eye on the whole league, I like doing it. I like following along. So this will be the place to go to get all your news for that as you guys get into the game. Um, I will still be cranking out some rugby 101 pieces. I apologize for the delay in that. I know it would have been kind of nice to have a couple under your belt before the first match, but. I'm sorry, time uh, time got away from me, and we got a lot going on here. So, 
I will see keep, excuse me, I will still keep doing those, especially as the season progresses. So uh, again, if the, you have any questions about rules or strategy or calls or anything that, that pop up as you guys get into rugby and you start watching these matches, feel free to send them my way and I'll answer them the best I can in the show or in some written stuff. So keep sending those in. I did just want to remind everyone one more time that uh, this match this weekend against the Houston Sabercats will be broadcast on ESPN News. So if you have cable, you're in luck, you can watch a match. If you have a cable login, you can watch a match online. If, we, if you're an international listener, I know just based on the, our analytics, we've got quite a few international listeners, which is awesome. Um, I'm happy to see that. Um, if you're an international listener, though, you should be able to watch the match on Major League Rugby's Facebook page on Facebook Watch. So just search Major League Rugby. It's like a red shield with a rugby ball in it. And you should be able to find the broadcast. I believe that they will be broadcasting all of the matches, um, not just the Raptors one, but all the team's matches on Facebook Watch. So that'll be the place to be if you're an international person um, staying, staying up on all the happenings of the league this year. So... And then also you'll have access to that if um, if you catch them not live, they'll be saved in Facebook Watch and stuff. So, and that's actually a question we get to later in the mailbag. So, um, hopefully that answers any questions about how to watch. If you're local, you want to watch a game with some Raptors fans. Um, the Raptors have announced that they have opened up the Tri Club, which is the bar that overlooks the pitch, for a free watch party this weekend. There'll be breakfast burritos for sale since the match is at 10 a.m. Doors are open at 9.45, so there'll be breakfast burritos for sale. There'll be a cash bar. There'll be a lot of other Raptors fans. So if you want to dip your toe in the rugby community, that'll be the place to do it. Come meet some new people. Come watch some the game with some people that will hopefully be able to help you along with any questions that you have. Um, should be a fun way to kick off your Saturday. Then head on over to the DMVR Nuggets watch party later that night. Uh, I think that's at Illegal Pete's. So, um, sounds like a good Saturday. I will unfortunately will not be at this one as I'll be out of town, but I will be at the next one. So next weekend, I think the Raptors are doing them every away match. So next weekend, you'll be able to come and uh, I'll be there. So I'll come say hello. I know uh, I was talking a little bit about the Raptors rally on the show last week. I actually did have a few listeners come up and shake my hand and it was nice to meet some of the people that actually are supporting this show. So again, I can't thank you all enough for your support. It's been awesome to see uh, kind of grow, gain a little traction. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Thank you for sending in questions. Um, I hope you guys keep doing it. I hope this has been kind of what you're looking for, a good introduction of the game, a good introduction to the team. So I'll keep doing my best. If there's anything you think I can do better, like I've said, keep sending stuff in on Twitter. Uh, shoot me a tweet, shoot me a DM, however you can get a hold of me. Come up to uh, the next watch party, tell me in person. I take all of it to heart. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of some administrative stuff. That's, again, the, the information to watch the game this weekend. I will hammer that again at the end of the show so that everyone's familiar. Should be a good way to kick off the year. The Raptors and the Sabercats will be the first match of the whole season for the whole MLR, so that'll be kind of cool. Uh, I anticipate a lot of eyes being on that, that match. So I guess with that introduction, um, we've got all that stuff covered. So we can go ahead and jump on into some of these questions. So again, thank you to everyone sending in questions. Um, we, we only, I think we only have four in here this week. I, there's a couple others that people sent in that I will get to. 
Um, I just required a little more research, a little bit more digging on things that I do have somewhere in my notes. But um, a lot of the topics you have been sending in are so good, to be honest, I want to make whole whole episodes about them. And that obviously takes a little more research and locking down some interviews and times and stuff. So I will be getting to the rest of them. So if you don't hear your question in this one, don't be offended. I've read it. I am planning on using them. So with that, we'll jump into the first one. It comes from Chad. He asks, if you could only make it to one event this year at Infinity Park, which one would you go to and why? So um, I think this is a good question. Thank you for the question, Chad. Um, looking at the schedule a little bit, uh, May is going to be a big month f here at Infinity Park. I think that pretty much any match you want to catch in May will be a good one. Um, so I just listed a few. The first one obviously comes off the top of my head is the Seattle Seawolves match on May 24th. Um, I think that's a long weekend, so it'll be a nice, that's a Sunday. It'll be nice to come out, catch some rugby on a Sunday afternoon, enjoy your Monday off. But obviously I've talked a little bit about, that's the big rivalry in MOR is the Colorado Raptors, Seattle Seawolves, to just kind of go over things one more time. Um, in the inaugural season, Colorado and Seattle played each other three times, twice in the regular season and then once in the inaugural final. Uh, the Raptors ended up taking the two meetings in the regular season. The Seawolves ended up taking the final. Last year, um, the Seawolves ended up beating the Raptors the two times they met in the regular season. So the overall series is 3-2 um, Seattle. They always play each other really tough. The matches are always really fun. If you were around MLR last year, paid attention, or maybe even caught the match when the Seawolves came to uh, Colorado last May, it was a lot, there was a lot of people in the stands. It was very electric. It was a super fun atmosphere. Um, as I just mentioned, the Seawolves ended up taking that match too, and that kind of put the kibosh on any uh, any of the Raptors' playoff hopes last year. But it was still a super fun uh, electric match, which I think as people get into rugby, that's kind of what they're looking for is a, is a fun atmosphere, and that was it. So I think that one has a potential to be um, really exciting again. Obviously, it depends on how the season goes for the two teams, especially since May will be the last month of the regular season. But that's an early one I think you can schedule on the calendar that I will be looking forward to. Um, and I hope you guys are too. And so as you pay attention and, and see what's going on, that, that should be one that you should be able to circle um, on the calendar. So um, the other one that comes to mind in May is the, is the one that the, actually the next week, just six days later, on May 30th, and that's against the San Diego Legion. Uh, the Legion play, the Raptors pretty tough too. I guess if we were categorizing rivalries, that could be one. Um, if, if you paid attention last year at all, San Diego actually came to Colorado to play a match, I think it was in April maybe, either March or April, it was kind of chilly out still. Um, that, that game actually was really good. I think the Raptors were up by 10 or so points, um, ended up letting a lead slip out from under them, and San Diego actually stormed back. and scored a try kind of in an extra time to tie up the match. So that one ended in a draw. But those two teams always play each other pretty tough. Um, that's one that I am excited to see too, just because San Diego had a really good season last year. They finished the top of the table, played Seattle in, in last year's final. Seattle ended up winning that one kind of in the last second. But San Diego is a good club. Um, at, when I was doing this stuff for MLR these last two years, I had the chance to talk to their coach Rod Holy um, a little bit. 
and he, he's, a, he's a cool guy. He's a guy that he has a unique philosophy on rugby and just work in general. I'm always enjoyed talking to Coach Holy. So he runs a good program over there, and I think that will be one that will be good to watch also. So um, those are the Seattle, San Diego, kind of the two teams played in the final last year. So I think those have the potential to be interesting matches this season. The other one in May that caught my eye is the May 2nd match against Rugby ATL. So if you've been following along with the show and the writing and stuff this season, that's the, the team the Raptors first scrimmage in Las Vegas, um, the, kind of the first week in a preseason matches, which had been uh, three weeks ago now. Um, the Raptors ended up beating the ATL the first time they met in this preseason. But ATL is an expansion team. It's one of the three expansion teams along with Boston and Washington, D.C. So that's the New England Free Jacks and Old Glory DC. Um, the Raptors play both New England and Old Glory on the road, so fans won't be able to catch them in person. But this is the one expansion team that fans will be able to catch live. Um, and obviously, depending on how the season goes, I really don't know too much about ATL just because it's been kind of kept kind of quiet on their end. But um, I think that'll be cool to come see the new expansion team. And that's May 2nd. So have your chance to see them hopefully in May too. be nice and warm creeping up on summer there I know last year in May it was snowing a little bit still but that's kind of my hope I really think there's no better place to spend a Saturday afternoon evening in the spring than at Infinity Park just just the the crispness of the air um, smell the grass watching some rugby drinking a beer it really is a nice place to be uh, on, a, on a warm spring afternoon and evening so hopefully May brings all of those and then uh, one thing I did, um, just kind of going back to the question, is an event at Infinity Park this year that I would make is Rugby Town Sevens, which is a big-time sevens tournament. So for people unfamiliar with rugby, Major League Rugby is 15s. But there's also um, a version of rugby, which is Rugby Sevens. That's the one that they play in the Olympics. Um, sevens is really fast-paced. It's seven. Seven on seven, so seven guys on a team versus seven guys on a team. Seven minute halves, you play it on a standard size rugby pitch, so it's it's half the players. Um, it's really, really fast. There's a two minute half time, so that's fun to watch. It's, it takes crazy athleticism to play rugby sevens, and uh, Glendale puts on a big um, rugby sevens tournament every year. It's rugby town sevens. I think that all the teams play for like a $10,000 cash prize. That might be a little low. I'd have to check my facts. But they all play for some money. Teams literally from all over the world come. It's a three-day tournament right at the end of the summer. Um, and I, it's always fun. I think it's like at the end of August. So it's, it's always fun. It's all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Um, they put on a lot of fun themes. Obviously, bars running all day. So... Um, I, that's one of my favorite tournaments to watch. I've helped out with it a couple times, but I've come as a fan just as many times. I've probably come to six or seven of them. They're always really fun to watch. Um, so that would be the other event. If I had to pick one, that would be another one that I, I come to watch. So I love, love that tournament. I will come as long as it's around, drink some beer, eat some food, hang out, watch some good rugby. So uh, and that's another one. And obviously as that gets closer. Um, I will keep you guys in the loop about all that too. So thank you for the question, Chad. I hope that kind of gives some people an idea of what to look for at Infinity Park this year. That's the stuff that I'm looking forward to. So moving on, the next question comes from Jack and she asks, I'm a Colorado native and a Raptors fan, but I've recently moved to Minnesota and no longer have access to local channels. Will the team be live streaming all of their matches this season? Will that be made available on the Raptors site or on Major League Rugby site? 
which excuse me, will matches be made available for viewing at a later date in case I am not available to catch the live stream. So thank you for the question, Jack. This is a good one. This is one that a lot of people are answering, um, something I kind of talked about in the intro to the show. But so I know because MLR is a new league, um, broadcast details change a little bit. It's been kind of slow coming out, but that is starting to come out. As I mentioned, this weekend's uh, match will be broadcast on ESPN News, so there will not be a stream unless you have a cable login and you can watch um, ESPN News online. Or if you're international, you can catch the stream on Major League Rugby's Facebook page. But um, I'm under the impression that all Raptors matches that are not nationally broadcast, so that are not on CBS Sports, are not on ESPN News and are not on Fox Sports 2, will be broadcast on um, coloradoraptors.com and the dnvr.com. So it'll make it easy for all the listeners to find. Obviously, that things may change as, as the season kind of progresses, but as of right now, that is what I'm the, under the impression of. And I think any away matches that are non-national, so uh, for instance, I think in Seattle, Root Sports is their is their local broadcaster. I believe that the Raptors will be able to stream those too. I am not sure. I think those are things that will have to be kind of ironed out as the season goes along. But um, that's kind of the impression that I get right now. Obviously, keep listening to the show. Keep following on the written stuff. I will be um, I will be bringing you guys that info as it becomes available, and obviously as things change, I'll be keeping you in the loop. So that's kind of the broadcast side of things. Um, as far as the second part of her question, will matches be made available for viewing at a later date in case I'm not available to catch the live stream? Um, you are in luck. Any match at the Raptors stream on infinitypark.com slash live stream. Um, you can go check that out right now. And if you scroll to the bottom, it'll take you to the Rugby Town Ustream channel, which has a, just a library of just rugby. It's rugby from the WPL team, which is the women's team. It's the, there's rugby from last year's MLR matches. There's rugby from Rugby Town Sevens that I just mentioned. There's a whole library of rugby matches. So um, I'm thinking if I was a betting man that those matches that are streamed will be also recorded and put into that library. So you should be able to catch them at a later date. And one thing uh, Major League Rugby has been really good about these since it's existed these first two seasons is they have put almost nearly every full match on YouTube. They cut up some some decent highlight clips and match recaps and all that stuff, scoring recaps. So you can go on their YouTube channel and catch the live matches. I'm not sure if the Raptors will be doing that on their YouTube channel, but I can certainly ask because if MLR is doing it, I don't see any reason the Raptors can't also do it. So those are the places you can catch the um, broadcast if you don't catch the streams. And obviously, if you got KO, feel free to DVR, whatever, TiVo, any uh, matches that are broadcast. I know I've already set my DVR to catch the ESPN news broadcast this weekend. So hopefully that answers your question. Jack, thank you for sending that in. That's a good one that I think a lot of people are wondering about. So hopefully that answers that, clears that up. And uh, obviously, keep it locked here with the DNVR. Um, Raptors podcast, follow us along at dmvr.com, follow me on Twitter, follow the uh, DMVR Raptors account on Twitter, and we will be keeping you in the loop on all broadcast information as the season goes on because um, it's likely to change at some point, and when it does, I'll be for sure to let you guys know. So, thank you for the question, Jack. Moving on to the next one is from Adam Bosco, 
and he sent this in on Twitter, and he asked, what was going on with the team over the summer about leaving the MLR, and did that situation have anything to do with the name change? So um, if you're familiar with MLR, familiar with rugby, you might have seen some rumblings that there was a rumor that the Raptors are planning to leave MLR. Um, that such, did that situation have anything to do with the name change? Also, if you've been following along, the Raptors just rebranded to the Colorado Raptors from the Glendale Raptors. And so to answer your question, Adam, I'm really like not sure about all that. Um, the name change, as far as that goes, I know that the name change was really just about adopting the whole entire state. They wanted to cater to the entire state of Colorado, and they also wanted to cater to the surrounding states. So. Um, like in other sports, you know, with the Colorado Rockies, I know a lot of people in Wyoming are Rockies fans because that's the closest baseball team to them. Um, with the Broncos, it's it's really the whole central part of the country, right? Like there's people in Utah that are Broncos fans. There's people in Montana that are big Broncos fans, Idaho, um, New Mexico, right? They just really... That was kind of the the idea with the whole Colorado Raptors name change is they really wanted to capture... Um, the whole state of Colorado, they wanted to make it more known where they're from because um, I did an interview with the director of rugby at the Colorado Raptors, Mark Bullock. Uh, it was one of the last things I wrote for Major League Rugby. So if you're interested in learning more about the name change and, and kind of the culture change around the club, you can go check out that piece. I think that came out around December, early December. Um, and, I, and I asked Bullock all about the name change and all that stuff, and he just, that's kind of what he said, is they wanted to cater to the whole state, kind of the whole region. Obviously, the Utah Warriors are, are competing in Major League Rugby. They're one of the original seven teams, so um, Utah's kind of got got Utah on lock as far as that's concerned. But, uh, I mean, all the this rest of the states sur surrounding Colorado are up for grabs, really. So anything east of us, the Kansases, the, there's not Major League Rugby's teams in those states, so... Um, makes sense as far as that goes, as far as branding, to kind of capture all that. And one thing I I talked to Bullock about too, um, and I, I, for, I for some reason cannot find my recordings from that. I'm looking hard, I know I didn't delete them. Worst case scenario, I have them on my recorder and I can go transcribe them again because this is a question that has come up a couple times. So um, I wanna make it clear kind of the, the idea behind the rebrand and so I'll go through my recordings again and transcribe that up. and. And uh, so you guys get the, the full story on that. But one thing he talked about too was Glendale obviously is a common city name and it, it's, not, it's not a well-known city in Colorado. Um, I think when people hear Glendale, they think Arizona or California. And I know I've just talked to a couple of the players when they would travel, they'd have to explain that Glendale was in Colorado. And a lot of times explain it to people that are natives to Colorado and spend a lot of time in Colorado because it is such a small little city. Um, in in Denver, it's literally like in the middle of Denver. It bumps up to Cherry Creek. It's in East Denver. Um, people people just don't know that it's here, to be honest, and they don't they don't know about it. So changing the name to Colorado obviously kind of solidifies their identity a little bit. Um, as far as the leaving MLR, I, I to I am completely honest. I don't know anything about that. What I do know is that the Raptors are f completely focused on the 2020 season. I uh, play a match when you guys are listening to this. They'll play a match tomorrow. So um, they're they're focused on this year. They're focused on getting back to the top of the table in 2020. Um, that's what I know about that. So uh, hopefully hopefully that answers your questions. I'm sorry I don't have any more information on that, but I do know the Raptors are completely focused on playing playing rugby in 2020, and it should be a fun season. So 
Um, and then as far as the name change, I'll go back through my recording so I give you guys a better answer. But that's kind of the gist of the name change. I think it makes sense as far as like the rest of the club. The amateur side is still the, the Glendale Merlins. The women's side is the Glendale Merlins. The youth program is Glendale Youth Rugby. So Glendale's still um, a part of the club, big part of the club. But as far as the, the professional, the major league rugby team, name change to Colorado kind of makes sense on that. And as the, as obviously this is a business, as it's turning into a business and, and uh, making it familiar to people unfamiliar with the sport and rugby in general, it's good to put the state of Colorado on that and kind of brand that that way. So hopefully that answers your question, Adam. Thank you for the question. Thank you for listening and keep sending in any questions that you have. So cool, kind of moving on to one of the, la uh, the last question in this mailbag, like I mentioned before. Um, We've got some more questions. I just wanted to save them until I could ask some people uh, for some information, get some people on, and and just really do the due diligence to give you guys a good uh, due diligence. Excuse me, <laughs> I couldn't let that slip. Give you guys a good uh, just the answers you deserve, right? The good information that you deserve. Uh, really not trying to um, loaf on the answers that I give you. So this next one comes uh, from McKenna. This will be the last question of this mailbag. She says. Okay, one thing I'm curious about is how New Zealand, for example, has continued to flourish with their whole rugby culture and why it really hasn't gotten to that point here in the US. So this is a great question. Um, there's a lot of different aspects of this question, a lot of different things to look at, but she, it's a good question, right? Because New Zealand is such a small place. They, there's just not that many people that live there. And for them to be so good at rugby is really interesting. It's an interesting thing to look at. So I did a little bit of research um, and I found a BBC blog from 2011 that I actually had read in the past, written by Tom Fordyce. Um, it, it takes a deep dive into all, really, like rugby in um, New Zealand, the whole culture, everything, how it starts. So I picked out a few key points. Hopefully that answers some questions. Um, and as I kind of talk about this, I'd like you guys to think about some of the sports that you grew up loving and playing and some staples, sports that are staples in American culture, like one of the big ones. I grew up playing football, so I, I do relate a lot of things to football. Um, and, and as I kind of go through some of these key points, I can relate that to, to football a little bit to give people a better idea. But as I was thinking about it, it's the same for basketball. It's the same for baseball. Um, yeah, and just kind of the, the big mainstay sports here in the United States. So. Uh, kind of going in, diving into this blog. I will link the blog into the DNVR post for this podcast if you want to go check it out because I thought it was really good. Um, again, it's a BBC blog from 2011 written by Tom Fordyce. I'll link that in the DNVR post. So uh, if, if you're interested in learning more about it, you can go read through because it was, it was, it was decently long and I just picked out some key points to kind of break down on the show. So the first one, first key point of the article uh, it's starting early, so when I had Ella Rose on a week or two ago, she was talking about RIPA rugby, which is just flag rugby, so like flag football, it's non-contact rugby. You've got flags hanging from your waist. That's kind of how um, they get into it, and they start from like five, six years old. So I know with me, when I started to play football, organized football, I started as early as I could, so rugby's the same way. They start them as early as they can. Um, and from there, they really focus on four main things, and that's how to catch, how to pass the ball, how to run with the ball, and how to evade, ev evade defenders. So um, 
obviously when you do, when you start doing that as young as they do, it just when you have that good base, the good basics down, it's just a leg up on really everybody else. Because, I mean, from my personal experience, when I played rugby, I didn't start until the middle of high school. Obviously, by that point, you're just you're just kind of thrown into the fire, which is a good way to learn. But also, as um, as America is trying to become this this rugby nation, um, it needs to start a little earlier than that. And I just didn't get into it. Obviously, um, younger playing rugby as a younger kid. Um, Ella Rose came on a couple weeks ago, talked about the work of Glendale Youth Rugby. There's programs out there now. There's people committed to growing rugby in the United States, especially at the youth level. So that stuff exists, um, but it's just not nearly as popular with kids as it is in New Zealand, right? That's just the way New Zealand is. It's the way here. Um, I'll get into it. That's kind of a key point later in the in the show, but that's really the first couple, uh, that's the first key point is starting early. And those are some, some points that kind of complement it. The second one in the article is, is soaking in the history. Uh, so from a young age, these kids are educated on the history that New Zealand has in rugby, and and it's kind of instilled in them that being good at rugby is important, and that's an important thing to New Zealanders, and that that's instilled in them at a very young age, and kind of as they grow up, that's something that's always in their mind, and that's important to them. So obviously when things are important to you, you're going to work hard to make that stuff true and make it make sure it stays that way, and that's that's kind of the second key point of the article. The second one um, was they develop pretty fast, so it's a very structured system. Um, kind of thinking about football here, you play Pop Warner until high school, then you get fed into high school. You play high school as long as you can. Obviously, it gets more complex as you as you get older. The plays start to become more complex. There's there's different there's different systems. There's different strategies. Um, there's different variations of things, obviously, that you learn as you kind of progress through football um, into college, same way, into the pros. And right now in, in the United States, there's really not that pipeline just yet. As I just mentioned, there's people that are committed to growing uh, youth rugby. But in New Zealand, there's very structured systems, kind of like the, the big sports that we have here. Um, but there's structured systems. There's very complex programs. and. And they really stick to that that stick that system, and that structure, and that obviously helps uh, breed rugby players, right? It turns them into the players that that you see on the All Blacks and you see on the national side, and some of the guys you'll see playing MLR this season. Some of the New Zealand guys that have come over, like Rennie Ranger or Michael Stewart, that we just talked to on the last show. He's a guy that grew up in that system and that structure. Um, head coach Pete Borlase is from Christchurch. If you listen to that first podcast episode with him, so he's very familiar with that structure. I'm sure that's helped turn him into the coach that he is. So that's kind of the third key point: is they develop pretty fast and they work on a very structured system that just doesn't really exist in the, in the United States yet. So hopefully, as MLR continues to grow, um, that 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 structure and that pipeline will will just further develop. That's kind of what it's looking like right now. I know a lot of the, the other MLR teams are starting to develop academies, which is incredibly important. Um, obviously, with the Raptors and, and Glendale and the program that's here, that's been around for a while. So that they have that academy, and they, they've really kind of been a driving force as far as that goes. But um, as MLR sticks around and, and as pro rugby exists in America, that will continue to form a pipeline as it grows. More money, obviously. 
um, gives kind of something for kids to aspire to be. Because I mean, especially when I started to play rugby, I just played for fun. But it is nice to have goals. And, and as a kid, you, you don't really, when there was no pro league, you don't really have a goal as to what to shoot for. Obviously, the national team playing in the World Cup, playing in the Seventh Circuit, those are all good goals. But this is something just, which is more rugby for for kids to kind of look up to and aspire to play. So that's kind of the third key point of that article and how I can kind of relate it to America. The fourth one, um, the, excuse me, the fourth one in that article is, is pushing on hard. So everybody in, in New Zealand like learns the same way. Um, kind of like here in, in the United States is when it comes to football and baseball and basketball and all that. Um, whether you go to a public school or a private school, those sports will be available. Um, and that's kind of how rugby is in New Zealand based on what I've read out of this article, right? So anywhere you can go, you can find a rugby club to play with. It'll be available at your school. It doesn't matter where you go to school. Um, it's just around and it's available and it, it's all organized and structured. And again, that's something that isn't necessarily, uh, it's just not as similar as it is to America as with rugby um, and other sports, I guess. So every school you go to will have a baseball program. Every school you go to will have a football program, a basketball program. Um, that's just stuff that's just been around for so long and it, it's just ingrained into our culture. Rugby is the same way there. Um, it's just, it's everywhere. So um, that's kind of the fourth key point. Moving into the fifth one is the culture. Rugby is the most popular sport in New Zealand. There's not that many people, but literally everybody plays it. So um, when everybody plays something, you got to think that opens up the pool pretty big. If everybody played rugby, you, you'd think uh, the United States would be pretty good at rugby too, just the type of athletes that we breed here and how serious we take sports and how important sports are to us. Um, imagine that if every every baseball player, every basketball player, every football player, every soccer player, every hockey player, every wrestler, if all those people played rugby the way that, that everybody does in New Zealand, you got to think that uh, some good rugby players would come out of it, especially if they've been playing it for as long as uh, they have in New Zealand, just from when they're five years old, as soon as they can walk and as soon as they can pick up a ball and they can learn how to pass and run and evade. Um, you you got to think we'd be pretty good at, at rugby here too, so that, that kind of is the is the fifth key point and the the sixth and final key point um, is is entitled the big stuff. The climate and the landscape in New Zealand, according to this article, is very conducive to kids running around and playing rugby. Um, it mentions in the, in that blog that when you go to the park, the first the first game you play as a kid is touch rugby, kind of like if when I was a kid and I was going to the park, I was bringing my baseball glove or I was bringing a football and me and my buddies were going to the park to play touch football or play throw the football around, play catch with the baseball, shoot hoops. That's what, that's what kids are doing in New Zealand uh, all the time. So uh, they got a lot of open space to run around, play rugby. The climate's super nice, whereas in here in Denver, when I was a kid, there was a couple months there where you weren't playing football outside. Um, I know when I'd go to elementary school, I'd be looking forward to playing football at recess, and you know, that was the worst feeling. You pull up to school, you see inside day on the window uh, when my mom or my dad was dropping me off, and I would just think, dang it, man, I'm not going to get to play football today because we're going to be inside watching a movie or we're going to be in the gym. Um, basically, the way this blog laid it out was um, the climate's nice. There's a lot of room to run around. That's literally all you're doing is playing rugby. So 
that also helps. So even when you're not at practice, you're still really practicing rugby. You're practicing the basics of rugby. You're running around having a good time. And the more you practice something, the better you're going to be. So that's kind of the rounds off that article, um, kind of some information I could find for you, McKenna. Hopefully that answers your question. Hopefully that gives people a better idea of, uh, of what New Zealand rugby culture is like and, and how it compares to the United States. So that'll kind of do it for our mailbag this week, guys. As I mentioned, I have some more questions. Just wanted to save them until I can give you guys the answers you deserve. So thank you to everybody who sent in questions. Thank you to everyone who's been listening, following along, reading. Um, it's been cool to, to kind of watch the show as it picks up a little bit of traction. So thank you guys from, from really from the bottom of my heart for the support. I've had fun doing it. I've had fun making this stuff. So just wanted to reiterate um, this match this weekend. We'll be on ESPN News, 10 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff. I'll be on cable. I know I'm hammering this. I've mentioned it three times in the show, but I just want to make sure everybody knows where they can go to watch the match. Um, hopefully this the guys listen to this before the match. So you do go ahead and, and take that information. Feel free, as I've mentioned a million times before, keep sending in stuff on Twitter, at DNVR Raptors, um, at Colton Strickler is my personal account. I have access to both those. Shoot me a mention, shoot me a tweet. Um, like I mentioned before, thank you to everyone who's been sending them in. I've enjoyed answering them. I've enjoyed doing this type of research. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are excited for the season. I know I am. Rugby's finally here. I hope you enjoy the match. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys had a great week. Enjoy the weekend, enjoy the match. Send me any questions you have. Um, I'll have all, obviously all the, the post-game recap, scoring recap. Um, I'll talk to some of the guys when they get back into town next week or just about the, the experience moving forward and all that. So thank you guys for following along. Keep it locked here. We're trying to move through the season. It's just beginning. So we've got 16 more weeks to us. So have a great weekend. Enjoy the match. We'll catch you back there next week.